When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm so excited to welcome our guest on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, everything Aretha Franklin, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we're excited to have our friend Erin Schwab. She is a local entertainer, singer, actress, uh, triple threat, quadruple threat. She's got a lot of threats. She's got a presence (laughs) all her own. And we thought, what presence in the Twin Cities could comment on another presence of epic proportions, Aretha Franklin. Thanks for being with us, Erin. Well, thank you for having me. So Thanks wh- for calling me like a threat. I love it. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever referred to me as that before. I'm going to take it today. Yeah, you should take it today. I'm taking it. <laughs> so what are your reactions on the passing of Aretha Franklin? No doubt in your career you have uh, sung her music or just been awed by it. I have sung it. I have been awed by it. I've learned from it. Her music is an amazing, and she is, in her performances and in her singing and recordings, is an amazing teacher of how to sing for people. It's, you know, she's incredible. I got to see her um, live uh, at Mystic Lake. I was actually, like, all the way pregnant with my child. Like, there was actually, like, an emergency birthing plan. Oh, my God. From Mystic Lake to, like, the nearest place we could go in case, like, seeing her popped me into labor right then. (laughs) Tell me that part of that plan included Aretha Franklin delivering your child. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just going to go backstage. Yeah, Or just naming your child Aretha. Aretha. Exactly. For sure that would have been in there. So what was it like to see her in concert? I mean, I will say when we heard that she was um, gravely ill, that she was in hospice, I think one of the things that people grieved, and certainly I did, was the notion that uh, that there would never be an opportunity to see her live, even right. if there, I'm, even if there wasn't really to begin with. You just realized, like, okay, so you got the chance to one. do that, yeah, yeah. You know what? I was. It was amazing, and for sure on my bucket list of people I wanted to see. Um, so I was so grateful I got to go. I went with a group of women that I sang with that are also all epic female performers in town. I was with Debbie Duncan and Judy Donaghy, Vinar and Lori Dockin and Patty Peterson. We were all there. It was just... That would have been um, a fun night all in its own. Listen, Debbie Duncan was sitting next to me and at one point Aretha Franklin was singing and she looked at me and she goes, you better give me something in your purse because I need something to wave. (laughs) 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 You gotta give me something to wave. I was like, I will find you something. I'm so pregnant I can't bend over. It was, you know... (laughs) So Aaron, she, she performed one like when she was performing. It was one hundred and fifty percent 
all the time. You know, there was nothing about it ever that wasn't filling every space in the room, you know? Well, and I bet that you just got the sense, like 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 we all did when we saw her perform on television, like that mm-hmm. she so knew what she was born to do. She was living her purpose. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I, I, she is amazing. You know, I'm curious, as somebody who, you know, you teach music, you have, you know, you're talking to students, you're, so I wonder how you approach a talent like Aretha Franklin, because, you know, you, you hear Aretha and you think, well, that's just a God-given talent that, you know, she didn't have to work very hard, although she very likely oh, did. And- absolutely. The best performers make everything look very easy and like they were just born to do it. And what That's are the, why they're so good, you know? What are the lessons then you think that a career and a life and a voice like hers can give your students? I think just watching, watching and listening, I, I learned a great deal from her um, because I had to sing a lot of Aretha Franklin, which is very intimidating. Um, I did like, I was part of an Aretha Franklin tribute show. and was like, what in the world am I am like me from Little West St. Paul in the suburbs. What am I going to sing? Aretha Franklin, that's crazy. Um, But then realizing, first of all, she has, she sings an amazing amount of different styles of music. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can learn a ton from that. I certainly was coming of age and had students coming of age at a time where it was all about doing as many runs as long as you can and beyonce all of what you can do. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And you think about it and you're like, oh, Aretha Franklin does that. Now, if you set aside the longest ever version of the National Anthem, mm-hmm. which is full of many runs, actually hers is not. They're very thoughtfully chosen and placed. And that is such an amazing, that was an amazing teaching tool to me, mm-hmm. you know, to say, oh, you know what? You just put it, you just have to pepper them in. It's not the whole time, you know, Right. that she taught me what singing soul music is. And it's not that it's not this intimidating sort of style of music that is full of melismas and and licks and turns and runs it really is singing with your soul that's Mm. what soul music is so if you can identify that and you can challenge yourself to tell really awesome truth while you're singing or want people to feel like massive joy when you feel massive joy or massive sadness or whatever it is that's singing with your soul and that's what she does that's that's why it's completely infectious to listen to her. So, Aaron Schwab, when you did an Aretha Franklin tribute show. Right. Because, again, all of you were like, who should do an Aretha <laughs> Franklin tribute show? Aaron Schwab. Yeah. But, Aaron, what did you sing? Okay, so I sang. It was really interesting because it was myself and it was the three other women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and each one of us filled out because we were so nervous we were going to fight over who got to sing what. So we had little papers on the table and we all filled them out. And... There was no crossover between any of the songs because we were all so different as performers and Mm -hmm. as singers and people. And my, I did, this is the house that Jack built, which is one of my favorite songs for sure. Cause she loved to sing like rock music too. She's a great version of satisfaction. If you haven't heard that, Mm -hmm. it is sick. Um, yeah, this is the house that Jack built is so fun and rocking. It's like one of my favorites. You know, we could talk um, with you, uh, you know, all day, most days, but uh, we could certainly <laughs> talk to you all day about Aretha Franklin today. Aww. But but before we let you go, what are yeah. you up to that we can enjoy of your own presence? Oh, my goodness. Well, I just got done with Mamma Mia and closed that. So I think my next show is August 28th at Crooner's which is my new favorite place to sing ever in the world, and everyone should come. It's a great um, jazz club and piano bar. So fun. Um, and I am there uh, the evening of the 20th. You can go to their website, Crooner's Lounge, 
MN.com, I think is what it is. Awesome. That's my next upcoming gig. And I'm singing a big women's tribute thing, um, something in that um, that Tremisi Bennett's doing this Sunday um, at the History Theater. Wow. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, Erin Schwab, should you decide to once again mount the Aretha Franklin <laughs> tribute, we will be there front row. Okay, you have to sing Natural Woman with me. I cannot. You don't want me singing anything with you. Girl, I want you right next to me. You and Bradley. As long as you have something. I I actually want Bradley to sing Natural Woman. As long as you have something in your purse to wave. Yeah, exactly. I will make sure that I do. Erin Schwab, thank you so much for joining us and sharing uh, your thoughts on Aretha Franklin. Take care. Thank you for asking. Take care. That's our friend Erin Schwab. uh, And she really, I mean, Erin Schwab truly is is one of the great voices in the Twin Cities. So it's lovely to just talk to her and hear how she was influenced oh, by yeah, Aretha certainly. Franklin. I mean, she really does. If you haven't heard Aaron's voice before, she just she just does sing with soul. And as she said, soul is really just about that, singing with your soul. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, if you've not had the chance to listen to her sing, you, sh- you really should make it a goal of yours at some point to hear her live on the 28th at crooners would be your next opportunity. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, remembering Aretha Franklin, we'd like to have a little Aretha request live. So if there's a song of Aretha's that you absolutely love and you want to hear, there are a number of different ways you can request, send us an email. Uh, You can do that by just visiting our page at mytalk1071.com. And then you can email us through there. You can send us a tweet over the Twitter. You can call in at 651-641. 1071. We'll be listening to your requests, Aretha Franklin songs, after this on My Talk 1071. Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and we are honoring and remembering the life and career of the wonderful Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, today. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's bittersweet, obviously, because we lost Aretha Franklin early uh, this morning. Um, just after nine o'clock, we learned about it here, um, in Minnesota. She passed away at her home in Detroit. Um, and it's been an opportunity on our show to do three hours of reflection, Mm -hmm. as you said, um, listening to her music, uh, listening to some interviews that she's done, hearing people that are very talented in their own right, reflect on what their, what her career has meant to them. Um, and now hopefully people will call us and share with us some of their opinions or memories or just you know, feelings about the passing of Aretha Franklin. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. if you'd like to share with us. Um, and I don't know, Bradley, about you, if you have any kind of poignant, you know, memories that involve Aretha Franklin. Um, but I shared a little bit earlier that I used to listen to that two-disc. I, I don't even remember the name of it. It was like mm-hmm. from a bargain bin at yeah. um, Barnes & Noble or something sure. like that. You know, but it was this double-disc. Aretha Franklin uh, album, and I used to listen to it on repeat. And then uh, as an adult, I started to listen to some of her music again. I think I just had like a craving to listen to Aretha Franklin. And um, um, and Holly, I'm going to have you cue up a song. Um, and it's the one that I posted on my Facebook, uh, just so you know. So a lot, many people maybe don't know, because I don't talk about it a lot on the air anymore, that uh, our first child died of SIDS, yeah. my husband, Matt, and I had a little girl named Brady who would be 13 years old. Uh, and we lost her when she was three and a half months old. And after she died, we decided that we wanted to to have another child and to, um, you know, continue to build our family. And so 
uh, we found out I was pregnant again a few months later. Uh, well, it was about a year later, 10 months later. And um, there, I was sitting in the car listening to Aretha Franklin, and this song came on, and I immediately knew this was like going to mean something to me. And this is the song that got me through that entire anxiety-filled pregnancy. Uh, and still to this day, now my son... Ollie is 11 and he knows that this is our song Aww. and um, and it has taken on such an interesting new meaning. The lyrics are just so beautiful. So this is the song You're All I Need to Get By. You were my destiny With arms open wide I threw away my pride I sacrificed for you Dedicate my life to you love that song yeah that's a really good song uh, and, and a sweet story oh uh, thank you i mean it just that it has on to this day when i'm struggling in the parent realm which is more often than i care to admit uh that song always sort of centers me and grounds me well you know what's interesting too when we just listen to that song that aretha franklin song you're all i need to get by i and she wasn't the first to do that song i know um but that is a different version than the one that i listen to all the time and i read a tweet from Nick who said, here's an interesting fact. I believe that both Aretha Franklin and James Brown had issues doing movies like the blues brothers, which she appeared in the blues brothers where they had to lip sync to a track because they never sang a song exactly the same way twice. Oh yeah. No, I bet that would be hard, especially soul. Right. Right. Both James Brown, of course, and uh, Aretha Franklin, you know, you, the song, you go where the song takes you. Right. And the, you take the song where you, you where feel moved to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just thought that was kind of a fun fact. And and had I cannot believe forgotten about that iconic scene in the Blues Brothers. Um, do we do we have that song? That's she sings Think, right? No, Freedom. Think. It's called Think. Think. Yeah. yeah. Do we have that song? Can we cue that one up? Because that is a great scene in that movie. And I love that song as well. I know it's a, a favorite of many. You want the version from the Blues Brothers? Sure. Or just, well, that would I mean, take I'll a take, hot second. No, I'll take any version, honestly. Oh, any I, version? You know, let's do okay, it. Okay, take just this do one. It. You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. Just I ain't no with the greens, but it don't take too much time to see what you're doing to me. You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. 
definitely going to be binging on some Aretha Franklin today. So I know we and we can certainly go back to Aretha Franklin, but you know what we should probably do at some point today is at least uh, pay lip service to some, I would say, arguably the other biggest development of the week. On my talk, 1071. Oh, yes. Of course, Project yes. Down and Dirty, the announcement was made just yesterday mm-hmm. that we, that is all of the hosts here at my talk, 1071, would be engaging on our eighth reality show on the radio this fall, first week of October, second through the fifth. And uh, the fish out of water experience that we will all be engaging in this year Project Down and Dirty comedy show yep we're just comedy right because yeah, comedy. we are going to be doing not just stand-up but we're also going to be doing uh improv, improv. Yes. and listeners are going to be able to join us at mystic lake we're going to be living in a fishbowl at mystic lake not an actual fishbowl but we will be living don't say that out loud in a virtual fishbowl i i would not be surprised if they put glass around uh, our living quarters. But anyway, we're going to be staying at Mystic Lake for those three and a half days or so and uh, eating at the buffet. That's all we really care about. Um, of course, we um, will be learning some really amazing techniques and skills and having tons of fun. And at the end of it all, it'll culminate in a performance that you all can be a part of. Uh, you can buy tickets. There is a theater at Mystic Lake that seats I don't want to get it wrong. 2100, I believe. So there will be plenty of tickets, but you're going to want to be ready when we do release them to the public. Plenty of tickets, but I'm telling you, I don't, I think those will sell it pretty quick. I do too. Um, also, uh, mostly because I know how, um, how fun our listeners know these experiences are. And so they want to be a part of them. And you don't always get a chance when Project Dirty comes around. Project Dirty. Did I say Project Dirty? Some are more, uh, some are dirtier, dirty. some are dirtier than others. Project Down and Dirty. Uh, you don't always get the chance to come see the culmination of that experience. Mm-hmm. This is one that a lot of people will be able to uh, enjoy, and so therefore, I'm sure the demand will go up. But um, the, the thing I was going to say. Uh, is do we know yet? And I don't think we have the answer, but I'm asking the question anyway. Mm-hmm. On the odd chance that perhaps we do, it, will that culmination, that show, be on the fifth, or will it be because that's a Thursday? We don't know that yet. I don't think we know. I we don't know. Okay, because we we are going to be there. I think through Thursday, but we don't. I think I know that tickets. Clearly, that information hasn't come out yet. I was just curious if they had said that we would be doing like the big show on the Thursday night or Friday night. Cause some, some people have been asking. My guess is that, well, I'm checking their calendar because I, th- I believe that Dane cook is, is going to be there right after we are. So we're pretty much warming up the stage. Yeah, clearly for him. Uh, and so I would imagine that it is that Thursday night. Yeah, I would imagine because they've probably Typically, got, it'll, it'll always be the last night we were there, but I will say that when we did theater, we actually came back the following night. And it wasn't just theater, I think. Wasn't the same true with Rock Band? Didn't it, it fall like the following evening or something? Anyway, moral of the story is we will continue to bring you all the details on um, Project Down and Dirty comedy when we learn more. And certainly when, you know, how much tickets are going to be, if there's VIP tickets, all of the fun stuff. And you are going to want to be ready when we do give you the information about those tickets. Um, because we will release them to the public and it'll be first come first serve and you got to get in there and get those tickets. Yeah. And like the musical ones sold out like within moments. So just know, just know, uh, yes. And more, uh, more shall be revealed when it comes to project down and dirty comedy. 
uh, as we go between now and October, when we all find ourselves at Mystic Lake Casino, Hotel and Casino, waiting to see what Project Down and Dirty is really going to be like. We'll be talking about it a ton on uh, My Talk 1071 and on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Now, when we come back, Donnie is going to come and hang out with us. Donnie from Lori and Julia is going to come and sit with us. You know, he's been in the business for so many years. Radio, I'm sure he has spun. That's what they say, right? Yeah. He's spun a ton of Aretha. He spinned he, a he did a lot of Aretha spinning. He span. Uh, and he does just have a depth of knowledge when it comes to music. So we wanted to check in with him. He's and been a re- He's old, so he's got a lot of stories. He's got stories. We'll talk to Donnie after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We're live, Donnie. <laughs> Welcome back. Sorry. It's called radio. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know this is new to you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, thanks, Lori. Oh, so actually, Bradley made a really good point. This is a a really good song to play today uh, because it is the anniversary of Elvis's death as well. And today is also the day that we lost Aretha Franklin from our world this morning uh, at the age of 76. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and we've invited our friend Donnie in. Hello. Hi, Donnie. Because uh, we've been remembering uh, Aretha, learning more about her life and her career mm-hmm. throughout the show today. Um, but we know that you have been, um, first of all, you are just a, like a lover of music. I am. Yeah, Indeed. you. And you, you're old, so you've been around for a while. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Um, <laughs> hey, in look, in I, your travels and travails. I know. You, that, that's it. Because I'm getting up there, too. Yeah. <sighs> Please. Well, you're not I ever going to catch him. You know that, right? Well, I mean, at some point I will. No, not mm, at but then he's moved. dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's, been, it's been it's been a heavy day. day. It's, it's a, a heavy little day. heavy, and we got to You're the end of three hours. Bit, and I will right? say, you know, we've had an absolute. It's been an absolute joy to sort of sit in somebody else's majesty for three hours. That is her talent, her yes, art, her music, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, and as Colleen alluded to, we thought Donnie's got to have some thoughts and opinions. Yeah, I do have some thoughts. Uh, You know, I played a lot of her music because I started my career as a disc jockey in Mm -hmm. 1973, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. So I played a lot of her music. We weren't born yet, so we don't remember that. I'll be quiet. (laughs) But I I grew up listening to a lot of her music. uh, Did both of you, you grew up in the Midwest, right? Yep, in Minneapolis. But Brad, you were mostly Texas? Where did you uh, Suburban grow? Chicago. Okay, until so okay, Chicago's a, a little different. Yeah. But B. Arthur mentioned because she grew up in this area. Mm-hmm. She said that Midwest, in her memory, that Midwest radio in the '60s and early '70s didn't really play a lot of Aretha Franklin, mm. and she wasn't familiar with a lot of these songs. Now, I grew up in New York City, where you heard everything that Aretha sure. did. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And you know, I don't know about I. I don't know about that. But what I yeah. I told a story a little bit earlier that in 1985, I think it was, um, she released an album, and that album had, um, what is it called? It's not called Pink Cadillac. It's called Freeway of Love. Freeway right? of Love. Yes. So that song was getting yeah. a ton of radio oh, play. Absolutely. And yeah. I remember like listening to it in the car with my parents and being like, "You guys." 
you don't this Aretha Franklin lady. <laughs> you gotta now hear this voice. Thing. She is she's going places. Really really gonna be a big deal. My parents were like, uh-huh. big star. That's cute. Um, so yeah, I mean, so obviously, like yeah. that was sort of my first intersection. No, I got uh, it with the Queen of Soul. Can I ask I a question? It. Did you ever get to see her in concert or even no, meet her? I mean, you I used didn't. to get to meet famous. I people. did. I was very fortunate, but Nut is not one of the people I ever was lucky enough to meet or even see in see in concert, but. Um, if I'm repeating anything that's already been said, just go Don't ahead and stop me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But, uh, you know, she, she was actually signed to her first record label, Columbia Records. And, but they signed her. She was doing jazz mm-hmm. and standards, a little bit of gospel. Mm-hmm. And that went absolutely nowhere. She wasn't really in the mood for jazz. Uh, her career at Columbia just, it yeah. was just, this is not the, and they dropped her. Mm-hmm. And then fortunately, uh, you know, Atlantic Records was where she went to next with uh, Ahmet Erdogan um, and also uh, Clive Davis. They realized what we got to change directions here. And that Mm -hmm. is about 67 or so is when things started to really take off for her. And they found her niche. Mm -hmm. And then it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. You know, what's interesting is I was, you know, we've been listening to a lot of interviews today and there was an interview clip that I listened to earlier where she said, you know, I'm just trying to find myself. I'm trying to figure out where I fit. Yes. And I just thought that is so, that is such a wonderful, uh, um, that's such a wonderful view of her that I find shocking because you, you, when I was made aware of her, she was already who she was, mm-hmm. right? She was already clearly defined. Right. But I think those comments came from a long time ago yeah, when she was still earlier. going through that process. But once she got to Atlantic Records, which was a, a record label that was very a strong supporter of RNBX, mm-hmm. uh, then it was just, you know, one after another, Never Loved a Man Like I Love You started it all. Then, of course, Respect, which was actually written by Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. Do you know that name? We, yeah, yes, I do know okay. Otis. We did actually talk about that too. We played. Otis Redding's version original version yeah. and you really can hear where she took some amazing liberties to kind of make it her own. She did that quite a lot with, with several songs. Uh, I Say a Little Prayer which mm-hmm. was originally by Dion Warwick and she took it and, and I no, no offense Dion but I much prefer Aretha Franklin's version well, of I think that that's I more soul. I mean to use an overused Word, there was a lot of soul in her version uh, in a yes, way that a lot of a lot that. of soul. And um, I'll give you another example, Holly. If you could get this ready, there was a song called uh, that was a big hit for Dusty Springfield called "Son of a Preacher Man." Mm, oh, yeah. Yes, that song, of course, big hit for Dusty Springfield. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect example of what you just said, where Aretha put her own take on it. Holly, could you play that for us? Thank you, Holly. Oh, wow. That you is, can hear the gospel influence there. A, well, absolutely. And that is really where she started. She's, a gospel, she's right. the daughter of a preacher. She is. And uh, yeah. she started with singing gospel. And you can hear that influence when you hear Dusty. Um, why did I just lo- lose the name? Springfield. Yeah. Gosh. When you hear Dusty Springfield's version, it's a little more upbeat, a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. faster. It's a little kind of. That was like deep. Well, if you can outsoul Dusty Springfield, I mean, maybe soul's not the right word, but if you can, if you can add something better to what she was doing, right. then you are right. a talent among talents. Right. And uh, I can tell you that Dusty Springfield, uh, you know, anytime somebody does a cover of one of your songs, you wonder how do they feel about it. Mm-hmm. And Dusty Springfield was was just blown away. It's like. Mm-hmm. 
wow, she took that song to a whole nother place. Yeah. She was not the least bit, you know, offended. And I actually, you know, I I think that one of the things that Aretha did well was when she did cover a song, Mm -hmm. she made it her own so much so that you could, you could still love the original and, and, and see what she brought to it and love that version as well. It wasn't like she was trying to do a copy of it. Uh, No, she was putting her, you know, her Her spin on it. Yes, indeed. And it's just, yeah. And oftentimes you'd almost remember those more or some of those, some of her, the things that she did after other people had. Have right. Been, you think that she was the original. You mm-hmm. don't realize that she was just doing her own version. Yeah. Now, Brad mentioned, you know, Spanish Harlem. Spanish Harlem was actually by Benny King. Yeah. He was the original version of that. Yeah. And it was very slow. And she took it and just, again, took it to church. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd And like it was to, also very sort of like slow poppy. I'd like to end today's show with a cover from Aretha Franklin. Oh, and okay. let us play it out. It's her version of Let It Be. Oh, beautiful. Oh. This is perfect for today. You know what? I'm just going to let her sing. Yes, All right. Let's uh, do it. Lori do and Julia coming up next. And uh, a goodbye to Aretha Franklin. Rest in peace.